You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. I, I'd love to watch a Brazilian Thai Twitch account, or maybe an OnlyFans. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hunt! And we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported kind of want to just start the show by extending our sincere condolences to the family and friends of uh, Warren Woods, who passed away Wednesday afternoon after being diagnosed with COVID-19 in early December. He's been covering sports in Regina since the late 80s, so a uh, a sports icon and figure in uh, the province of Saskatchewan. Uh, he's going to be missed. They had a GoFundMe for him earlier this month that raised $65,000. And it tells you what the people of Saskatchewan thought of Woodsy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's definitely going to be missed. And a huge loss, uh, you know, not only just for Regina, but Saskatchewan as a whole. Uh, just, you know, the sense of community that, that the province has. Uh, you look at the football team and even uh, when the World Juniors are there, it seems that it's just one big community. Uh, when it comes down to it. In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. Ty, I would like to ask you, how's your your internet doing, man? <laughs> uh, better than ever now. <laughs> so uh, I kind of want to catch uh, folks up here. Every time oh, that I call you and you're at home and your phone's connected to the Wi-Fi. It goes straight uh-huh. to voicemail. And then what happens? Uh-huh. Your phone gets knocked off the Wi-Fi and I call him again and then it works. <laughs> but today I call. No, because you text me. You text me and you'll be like, uh, I tried to call you and then I'll take it off Wi-Fi. I do the same thing whenever I skip the dishes. I had to turn off the Wi-Fi so I could get the phone, like, so I could let the people in. Because I'm not going downstairs to get it. And then over the weekend, what, your Wi-Fi wasn't working, but you could watch Netflix? M- Monday night, at some point after I went to bed, uh, the internet quit. My modem quit working. Oh, okay. So I couldn't play my career mode on PGA Tour 2K21. I couldn't uh, <laughs> do... Like, I could play my franchise mode on NHL or Madden or whatever. Right. Uh, but if I used my cable box, I could still – I still had uh, Netflix, Prime, and Crave. So right. it wasn't all lost, but I just couldn't do two things at once like I normally do. Like, I'll play video games and watch something on my laptop. That's how you watch so many shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I cannot multitask. My – my, my brain I didn't do it for do Yellowstone. <laughs> I didn't do it for Yellowstone. I watched every episode of Yellowstone sans video games. Undivided attention. Yes. So, are you well, sure you didn't Kevin have Costner? Are you sure you didn't have dial-up? Because well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure because I ripped out all of the phone jacks when I moved okay. in. 
<laughs> well, w- welcome to uh, the 21st century. You can uh, talk on the phone and be on Wi-Fi at the same time. And, and the Oilers' defense still sucks, so oh, not much has changed. Same thing as always. <laughs> yeah. More things change, the more they stay the same. This episode of Two and Out is brought to you by ATB Financial, and I want to let you know about their podcast called The Future of Join Todd Hirsch, ATB's Vice President and Chief Economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. From the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself, the future of helps us understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get the tomorrow we want. Featuring two episodes each month, plus bonus episodes, the future of includes interviews with top pop community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to the future of in the Apple store, Google play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found and connect to ask your questions about the future by emailing the future of at atb.com. Let's get to uh, some CFL news here where some shocking news this week, Trey Rutherford, a left guard for the Montreal Alouettes, 25 years old, high draft pick, retires. And it's not due to injuries or anything like that. He actually uh, had a letter published on 3downnation.com basically saying he is going to follow another one of his dreams and become a police officer. But I, I think we're seeing stuff like this Quite often, as uh, young players maybe leave the game a little bit earlier and make sure their body is in you know good shape because football doesn't last very long. We we all know that. Uh, a, a lot of players are leaving the game by choice instead of being forced to now, and that's not necessarily mm-hmm. a bad thing. No, uh, going on your own terms. Yeah. Uh, you know, you look at a guy uh, like, I'm going to go a couple different sports here, like Daryl Waltrip, those last eight years in NASCAR, didn't win a race. Like, never sniffed it. So, like, how how is that fun? How How is that, other than making money and still doing what you love, if you're not having success, I mean, it's not that great. Uh, the Undertaker, Mark Calloway, went through so many surgeries and was able to walk away. Now, with his because of his surgeries, is able to walk. Yeah. Right, and like you look at some uh, at some guys who hobble around, like like our favorite, the Iron Sheik, can barely move. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sports, professional sports in particular, take such a toll on the body. And guys that play at such a high level, and especially football, with the start and stops, and and the, the you know, you don't necessarily have to get hit in the head to have a concussion. So, I mean, there's so many things that happen in the course of a football game that can cause concussions. Uh, and you know, and that, that's, that's the major one, but I mean, just being able to take care of your body and, you know, if he has something to go to and, and do it now. Uh, and I think the uncertainty with the league right now too, as a whole helps his decision a little bit, but he's able to walk away and, you know, he's healthy and can go do something else that he loves to do. Right. Obviously still going to be a valuable member of his community. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Alouettes do sign a ton of players as has every other team in the CFL. Um, We'll start with Jake Wenicke, who in 2019 
didn't rack up that many yards. I mean, he had a good first season in the CFL at just over 600 yards receiving, but it was the touchdowns, eight mm-hmm. touchdowns. He was able to score a lot in his first season, and they've got a nice little base to work off of Vernon Adams Jr. and Jake Winicky. There's a lot, I think, to be happy for in that city as they hope to get onto the field. He's only 26 years old, too. you got to like that. Like you know, we we talk about it all the time, continuity. Whether it's coaching staffs, rosters, or whatever, those are the teams that tend to have the most success. And the success that the Montreal offense had last year, not discounting their defense at all, but just because when when a key plays off, I mean that that can only help. You know, it's another training camp and another full year with him and Vernon Adams working together and the other receivers, and it can only make them better. They also lock up uh, some other Canadian talents, uh, DJ Lalama. And Bo Banner, 25 years old from Vancouver. So they've got young uh, players that are in Montreal as well. As we see news coming from BC, I just really don't think, Ty, that they're going to be a fun team to play. (laughs) No. I think they're going to be pretty nasty. Uh, Signing Uh, (laughs) uh, the likes of Joel Figueroa, Kenny Ladler. Marcus Sales uh, are signing uh, uh, in the defensive backfield, but also Anthony Chaffee, uh, who has had uh, a couple big hits, one or two, with uh, the mm-hmm. Ottawa Red Blacks. I think BC fans will be uh, having some fun watching these guys once they get back on the field. I don't think it's going to be just BC fans. I think like, these games, you you could watch it. You could tune in for half a quarter and see three plays that you're not going to see other teams make because they don't have that. Uh, I don't know how to say it. They don't, the players that they have, they have that, they don't have that attitude, right? Like like, these players have an attitude that they just, there's no F's to give and you know, they'll, they'll win at any cost and and lay the big hit. uh, You know, and you got, especially when you got guys like Chaffee, like, I mean, you got to keep your head up if you're, when you're out there. Starting next month, the Lions are going to be launching a new video series called Move the Chains. Um, Next month is Black History Month. So episodes throughout the month will have host Ryan Phillips. BC fans know that name. Talking with personalities across the league, including Mark Washington, Baron Miles, Kahari Jones, Orlando Steinauer, Jason Shivers, and more. So look for that on their website. Move to Edmonton who has made some pretty nice signings since we last recorded. Darrell Walker returns to the green and gold, and Derek Dennis, offensive lineman, friend of uh, the 2 and Out podcast, will be playing in Edmonton as well. Where are they getting all this money to pay these guys? Hey, that's a good question. <laughs> I guess they'll cross that bridge when they when they get there. But if you go back to... You pay that fine when yeah. it shows up in the mail. 2016, Walker had over 1,500 receiving yards with Edmonton. He had 1,100 in 12 games in 2015, the year they won the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. And he had 1,000 yards in Toronto in 2019, and he's back in familiar territory at uh, the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium. So I, I think Harris to Walker 
might be said a few times. Yeah, their offense is going to have the capability of putting up some gaudy numbers uh, whenever they're able to get on the field again. It like You have Walker, Ellingson, uh, you know, and Trevor Harris running the whole show. Their O-line's still really good. They add Derek Dennis. It's, it's, it's an offense that can definitely put up some numbers. Uh, you know, the red zone efficiency last se- or in 2019 left something to be desired at times. Uh, it was a little, it was streaky, but I mean, they, if you can score 30 to 35 points, you got a good shot of winning, winning a football game. And these guys shouldn't have an issue doing that. Yeah. There was no room for kicker Sean White to get bored at all. Was there? <laughs> no, <laughs> I think he had a sore kinda, kinda leg like, a few times. <laughs> kind of like, what was it? The 2018 West final? Right. Or is that 17? Wait, oh, there, there's there been a few games where he's scoring, you know, over half of their points. Well, I was, I was just thinking kicking the extra point. Oh. <laughs> or kicking the field goal when, you know, they needed a touchdown. Just trying yeah. to get a dig in. I guess that's over your head. Saskatchewan has to deal with that coach now, right? Um, oh, God. <laughs> they also signed receiver Kevin Elliott. Uh, they've got Jake Ceresna, Anthony Parker, and James Tuck extended as well. As for Toronto, they extend receiver Joan Breskison, uh, defensive back Cresden Butler. If you like video games, Breskison's got himself a, uh, a a Twitch account. I think it was last week he said he got his first paycheck from Twitch. I don't know what it looked like. It could have been uh, $2.18 or something. Uh, but he's keeping himself busy waiting to get back on uh, the field. It's almost like, just like everybody has a podcast, it's starting to be like everybody has a Twitch account. And I I can't, I don't understand the appeal of watching people play video games online. <laughs> that means we're officially old, man. That's fair. <laughs> You're older than I am. Oh, what do I got on you? Six months? No, nah, about eight. I got nine months. Basic I math. Think. Basic math would state eight, but or no, yeah, nine. I guess. Yeah, jokes on you. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Big math guy over here. I, I'd love to watch a Brazilian Thai Twitch account, or maybe an OnlyFans. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> um. It would have to be on OnlyFans because it would have to be. Uh, it would not be safe for children. <laughs> the language gets colorful, and I'm playing against the computer. I've seen your impression of uh, Costanza wearing the tidy whities. I think oh, there's yeah. a <laughs> Christmas card next year coming your way. There's a market for it, Ty. There's a market. I'm telling you. Well. If there's a market for that, we might as well set up a camera in your parents' living room and we can live stream your dad. <laughs> this is getting too crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have never been to your house where your dad's had a shirt had a shirt on. That's true. That's very true. Maybe once. Maybe <laughs> once. Uh, let's go to Saskatchewan where the Riders release Kenny Stafford. He didn't really get on the field with them in 2019. This gives him a bit of a head start on free agency. Let's talk about who the Riders have signed, and uh, the fans are happy to see Kyron Moore sign an extension there. He had over 1,100 yards in 2019, and what's crazy is he's 24. He doesn't turn 25 until uh, September. So having Fajardo, 
Moore and Evans locked up in Saskatchewan. They've got the core ready to go next season, and Mm -hmm. they're going to want to see what Jordan Williams-Lambert can do. They've also extended him, and he was the team's uh, Rookie of the Year nominee a few years back. He's young, too. He's... uh, He's turning, I think, 27 in May. He went uh, to the NFL, spent some time with the Saints, uh, but he had 700 yards in 2018 for touchdowns. Big, physical, 6'3", 228 pounds. Um, But that was a year, (laughs) if you remember, the Ryder offense was not good. (laughs) Like newsflash, it yeah, they did, hosted a playoff game. They hosted a playoff. They game. did. Uh, it, it didn't take much to shine in that offense. No, <laughs> I'm not saying. Okay, it wasn't easy, but clearly uh, Chris Jones put the focus on the defense. We'll see if Williams Lambert mm-hmm. can do it uh, in an offense that actually functions. Yeah, and and like you said. He's only 27, Kyron Moore 24, uh, Cody Vajardo is still relatively young. They have this core locked up. they got a veteran with, with William Powell uh, in the backfield. I mean, there's a lot of st- – I know we, talk, we talked about it with the Edmonton offense. There's a lot of stuff that, that the Saskatchewan offense can do as well uh, when the season gets back. They also uh, lock up offensive lineman Taron Vaughn, defensive back LJ McCray, Canadian linebacker Blair Smith, and quarterback James Franklin, which once upon a time – <laughs> was, was the dream yes he was like <laughs> the hottest free agent yeah uh and then goes to toronto and nothing happens there do you wait, think wait wait you're telling me a free agent goes to toronto and doesn't perform <laughs> do you think Tommy, you've heard this one before <laughs> do you see any way that he can be like almost one of those post-hype guys where no you don't th- and i'm not saying this year or even with Saskatchewan, but there was a time when Cody Fajardo was, he was going to be leaving football. That's just the way it was. He was a backup and had spent time with mm-hmm. plenty of other teams. I I don't know if maybe that is in James Franklin's future. I, I would like to see it because uh, he can throw a beautiful ball. We saw it in Edmonton. I, I, yeah. And that was the only place we've really seen him yeah. have any success. It's in he's there somewhere. <laughs> he's had, yeah. I just don't know if he can do it at a consistent rate. I, nothing. I mean, he has. He also hasn't been able to show that he can, other yeah. than that half a year uh, when Mike Riley was hurt. Uh, but we see when he gets a chance, it's not good. <laughs> like, That's a good way put to out, put it. Does, well, am I wrong? No, no, no. Like, it's not great to watch, and he just... And I, I don't want to sound like Brian Burke here, but like <laughs> that interview that he had on the sidelines at halftime Ooh. last year where he's smiling and they're down yeah. by 20 pissed me off. Yeah. It's like, why you, sh- you have nothing to be happy about right now. I get it. You're playing a game and it's a game that you love. And yeah, you probably should be happy that you have the opportunity to do that. But in this moment right now, no. There's no and that smiling makes me sound in old football. and crotchety and get off my lawn. <laughs> but it just seemed to me like... I don't want to be the guy that says body language and facial expressions, but, I mean, it's just one of those things that just irked me the wrong way. 
Ryder fans are currently worried about uh, what happens with Mr. Charleston Hughes. Mm -hmm. Um, It does look like he's going to entertain offers from other teams. Um, He's been... And the fan base will blame the Riders for not signing him because that's what fans do (laughs) if he signs somewhere else. You can't blame Charleston, man. He... Go go get your yeah. money. Thirty seven years old. He's got one, yeah. two seasons left. Even though he still has put up double digit sack numbers every mm-hmm. year since twenty fifteen. In twenty fourteen he had eight sacks, but he only played eleven games. He's yeah. he's I, I believe he had surgery this offseason as well. Right, right. He had that big arm brace, I think, by right. the end of twenty nineteen. Right. Um, so I mean injuries. As Father Time is undefeated, and I know that's cliche, but you know, as 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 you get older, it gets harder and harder to maintain your body, and, and injuries start to creep in. I don't I don't want to say it's the start, but I mean it is somewhat of a flag, maybe a yellow flag. I wouldn't quite call it a red one yet. We've seen a defensive lineman been able to last long. I think in the CFL, John Bowman John did Bowman. it for yep. so many years. It's almost like. When they're younger, they've got the physical tools, but the older they get, mm-hmm. they get the smarts and they figure out they get, ways. They become wily old vets. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Hughes is Work there. Smart, not hard. Yeah, he's able to get to the quarterback, yeah. so somebody's going to enjoy uh, oh, half of them. Yeah. It, yeah what's unfortunate sure. is that this whole season is gone, and I don't know if yeah. that holds them back. It's hard to stay from in football moving. shape if you're not playing. Yeah. From not. Th- does it help out vets though with getting rid of some of those nagging injuries that really oh, never heal? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and maybe I don't know if they would fully heal even yet. Right, but they won't be as beat up. Yeah, as they were, you know, with only you know six seven months off. While we're on the topic of the riders. How about those Cleveland Browns? And I know their season just ended. <laughs> and they did end Pittsburgh's season, but it almost seemed like Pittsburgh... Yeah, li- they won me a crap ton of money, yeah. so it's okay. The Steelers limped into the playoffs, and they, they might have lost to most of the playoff teams. Uh, they at, would have lost to every team in the NFC. <laughs> at that point. Um, <laughs> but is it the Chris Jones factor in Cleveland, tie? <laughs> no. Absolutely. They have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt in the backfield, and Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. They have Jarvis Landry uh, as their number one wide receiver. They have, and and they have Miles Garrett on the defensive. Like they have arguably one of the best defensive players in the league. Chris Jones has nothing to do with this. I, I just they were want... bad for so long. I know, <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. They were so bad for so long. They were bound to get good at some point, and he's just reaping the benefits of them being a crappy football team for 20 years. It's the old tie line, uh, the, the return to the mean for the Bills and the Browns at the same time. This isn't a return to the mean. This is just them having good players because they were so bad. Let's talk about Winnipeg, your other favorite topic. Oh, God. <laughs> Has, have we got the test results back yet? <laughs> no, I don't think they're coming, man. <laughs> then there's nothing to talk about. The extendo lineman Pat Newfelt, D lineman Jackson Jeffcoat, yes Andrew Harris. 
Uh, Rashid mm-hmm. Bailey, a receiver that got into a few games in 2019. DB Brandon Alexander, Toby Antigua, offensive lineman Jeff Gray. But the big ones, and we'll throw Harris into this as well. Uh, Willie Jefferson, Zach Caleros, Adam Big Hill basically take significant pay cuts to stay with Winnipeg. And I think, well, Mike O'Shea deserves a lot of the credit for building, uh, being a part of that culture they built in Winnipeg. But mm-hmm. Kyle Walters has done a hell of a job to keep the core of that team together after and, winning and, a Grey Cup. And we saw it, like, you know, in the last five years of it coming together too, right? Yeah. It wasn't, like, a huge trade or a huge free agent signing that put them over the top. I mean, Big Hill coming back was huge. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. And, and you know, the fact they got Zach Claros, nobody really thought that was going to be that big of a deal. Uh or, I mean, getting, like, Zach Claros on any roster doesn't seem that big of a deal until, you know, Matt Nichols goes down. So, we've seen it, and now guys like the culture. It's a, technically, it, I hate to say a winning culture because it's one great cup, but they have been over 500 for the last couple of seasons, and guys like winning football games. And, and you know, they go to the playoffs. They, they win a championship this year. You know, and they have a chance to prob- to to go back. I don't I don't see unless injuries ravage this roster. Um, you know, they've got a chance to return. So guys want to stay, and like you said, restructuring deals to stay is something that you know you really only see in football. And yeah, like it's I would never restructure my contract. It's like not my problem. Pay me my money. <laughs> uh, but these guys are just wired differently, I guess. We'll see how many veterans end up getting let go here because a lot of roster bonuses are due February 1st. Um, Willie Jefferson even alluded to it on his Twitter account. There might be a lot more guys uh, on the free agent market by the time it opens in February. As for Calgary, they extend Kamar Jordan, and it's kind of crazy to talk about this, but he's never had a 1,000-yard season. Um, Mm -hmm. In 2018, before that catastrophic knee injury that might have been close to ending his career, he had 944 yards. He was on his way to a monster year. That was in 10 games. Um, (laughs) And ends up getting hurt against Edmonton, and he was close he was practicing and getting some reps in the playoffs of uh, 2019, but he extends with Calgary. Jameer Thurman, uh, some defensive backs that maybe don't get talked about enough, Royce Mechie and Jamar Wall and Canadian Fraser Sopic, who made some plays on special teams in uh, yeah. 2019, extends with what, Calgary as well. What about Jasper Simmons? Is he going <laughs> to re-up or what's the deal there? <laughs> Hey, when you can't even do it in Calgary, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, as for Ottawa, they extend receivers uh, Jalen Saunders, R.J. Harris, Lewis Ward sticking around. Timothy Flanders is in Ottawa as well. You remember him spending some time with Winnipeg while Paul Lapalise was there. I, I think that he knows how to use Flanders. He can make some plays. 
Uh, Sherrod Baltimore is sticking around, but the one they're struggling to sign, I know general manager Marcel Desjardins is not panicking. He is a guy that likes to pinch the pennies, and maybe he's kind of a guy that's made for (laughs) this situation the entire league is in, but they haven't been able to sign Nick Arbuckle. Um, Doesn't matter. They have Dom Davis anyway. (laughs) So, I mean, this is kind of weird. I don't know what offer he has on the table, but Arbuckle got a lot of time playing in Calgary when Bo Mitchell got hurt mm-hmm. and was able to earn himself the right to maybe ask for some money here. I don't know if he's going to be able to squeeze what he wants out of Ottawa though. No, God, no. That's it. I I mean, I don't think that they would have been able to keep Ellingson and Harrison, you know, that whole group together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, regardless of who the GM was just because of, you know, how they performed and the numbers they put up. Uh, but, you know, to not keep any of them uh, shows maybe maybe money isn't a little bit of an issue and Desjardins doesn't like giving out those big contracts. And, you know, I can see where he would be hesitant to sign Nick, Nick Arbuckle, like where they want to get Nick Arbuckle at what they want to get him at. Yeah. Uh, you know, with such a small, with a smaller sample size. Uh, but at the same time, if you're Nick Arbuckle, you go after what you think you're worth, or at least you know, ask for way more, and then you end up getting what you wanted, but it doesn't look like it. The Ticats extend uh, some really big players that got them into mm-hmm. the Grey Cup against Winnipeg in 2019. Simone Lawrence, Jagera Davis, Brandon Revenberg, and Chris Van Zyl do end up uh, sticking around in the hammer. A question from Hamilton is where does Jeremiah Mazzoli end up? He was looking like he was going to have an unreal year, ends up getting hurt. Dane Evans comes in and takes the Ticats the the rest of the way and within uh, a good game of football from being on the Grey Cup. Mm -hmm. Um he has a favorable contract with the Ticats right now, so I think they could maybe afford Mazzoli, but does Mazzoli want to stick around in that situation? He's posted videos, uh, workouts, showing off his brand-new ACL. He looks ready to go. Is he going to be in black and gold once uh, they play again? I mean, I could I, I could see why Hamilton wouldn't want to trade him. I mean, well, yeah. Like, He's the prime example. Like he got injured, Dane Evans took over. Well, if Dane Evans gets injured, you have somebody who can step right in, uh, and who and maybe Masoli's your opening day starter. Still, who knows? Uh, They'd have to sign him I mean, first. <laughs> yeah, if if he can get him signed, but I mean, he's not going to get the money. He's not going to get paid in Ottawa. Well, yeah, that's what because I figured you know maybe right? there's a spot there, but they're not going to pay him. Mo- Montreal is fine with Vernon Adams. Uh, you know, Toronto, I think. With Nichols. Nick, yeah, like, they should be okay. Like, how much longer does Mike Riley really have? Like, if he ke- if that old line I mean, sure, they, they've improved it, but, <laughs> I mean, time will tell. I mean, he, he's one hit away from being knocked out for a year. He aged seven years in that one year with the Lions. <laughs> right? 
<laughs> He's probably like Drew Brees. Did you see that list of injuries he played with this year? <laughs> ah, who cares? It's Drew Brees. Good riddance. <laughs> A scumbag. Mazzoli will be a name to watch, but two other names to watch are past catchers, including Eric Rogers and Greg Ellingson. Uh, they could be hitting the market this coming off season. Eric Rogers, of course, has quite the chemistry with Bo Mitchell. Uh, so <laughs> it'll be up to him if he wants to score less touchdowns. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying, but what are you saying? Uh, I know Ryder fans are kind of campaigning for uh, Greg Ellingson. I don't know where he would fit in that offense <laughs> right oh. now. I mean, it would be nice, obviously. Um, yeah. I don't know if there's an offense that wouldn't want Greg Ellingson. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Right. I, I mean, if you had Evans, Kyron Moore, and Greg Ellingson, and Jason Moss is calling the plays. I I know it's Jason Moss. You might as well block off Albert Street right now. <laughs> You're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know plan the parade route. I'm going to, I'm going full Toronto Maple Leafs on it. So if Greg Ellingson signs, Brazilian ties got the tattoo on his left bicep. Saskatchewan Rough Riders 2021 Grey Cup champs. Uh, let's go left calf. Left calf, okay. Do you wear yeah. shorts much? When I golf, yeah. Okay, so it will be seen. I, I like this. <laughs> I wear a lot. I wear a lot of bunny hugs. I don't. I don't like to show up for my lack of biceps. <laughs> um, is it time to say goodbye to the schooner's dream? Uh, I would think so. For now, anyway, uh, the Halifax I, Regional. I don't know if we'll see it in our lifetime, Travis. <sighs> municipality has hit the pause button on the stadium project led by schooners sports and entertainment i i had optimism but i also didn't see a global pandemic happening Mm -hmm. i think that's that's what ended it that's what did it that's what did it in 100 percent um and and nobody could see this coming right Right, either but uh you know once this hit and the the season went up in the air you know, early on in the early on in the process, and then it's like, well, you know, if there's no money for that. Then how are we going to get money for an expand? It just didn't make a lot of fiscal sense. And who know, like, who knows what's going to happen with the salary cap? I know that it was supposed to go up incrementally in the three years of the CBA, but like, you look at the NHL, everybody's oh, it's going to be a flat cap for next year. Well, it's going to be a flat cap probably for a couple of years. Yeah. So how this affects the CFL is yet to be seen when it comes to the cap. Like, there could be a long time before we see a substantial raise in the cap. And with that, I mean, it, it's going to be tough to, I mean, I know with a lower cap, I mean, you should be able to bring in more revenue, but the reason the cap's low is because the revenues are low. It, it's it, it's all intertwined. So it, it's gonna be, it'd be hard to justify having an expansion team that, you know, could be destined to fail after three years because there's just no money. The, uh, CFL Scouting Bureau has published the second edition of the top 20 prospects eligible for the 2021 CFL draft. Offensive lineman Alaric Jans- J- Jackson uh, from Iowa is the number one prospect. What's interesting, Ty, is Chuba Hubbard from Sherwood Park, Alberta, is a name that mm-hmm. everybody knows. If, if we brought mm-hmm. him up a year ago, 
it was he like, was, man, this guy he is... Was the, he was arguably the best running back in the NCAA. Yeah, like first-round pick, <laughs> NFL. Yeah. Uh, but this year was quite different for him in Oklahoma State. Is this a guy we ever see in Canada? Because, well, I mean, next year is going to have a lot to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. But do we ever see him in Canada? I, If he wants to keep playing football, I think it's a possible depending on how next season goes like yeah he could still be a second or third round pick and you know he plays in a power five conference for a traditional football powerhouse yeah maybe not a powerhouse but a a traditional football market i i just teams in the nfl especially tend to overrank guys that play you know i don't want to say for alabama because they're usually ranked pretty good when they play for alabama it's really easy to win when you get all the best guys but you know, players that play in the SEC, they can play for Vanderbilt, but because they play in the SEC, they're ranked a little higher than somebody who played in, you know, the Mountain West or something like that. Right. Just, that's just the way scouts look at it, that it's a, it's a football powerhouse and all this stuff. Uh, so we can still be, a, you know, not a first-round pick, but like third, second, third, fourth round and still make a decent chunk of change. Uh, I don't know how long he would stick if that's the case. And, yeah, I, I could see, you know, if he wants to keep playing football to come up here, but I... He, he could have an absolute breakout year and be a first-round pick he could. Next, next year anyways. Yeah, and then it's uh, whatever. He'll be in the NFL making uh, all that sweet signing bonus money once he gets signed. Um, mm-hmm. You bring up Alabama. They end up winning the national championship, and Canadian John and Mechie the third won, won me some coin. <laughs> because I was, a, I was a I was a businessman doing business that <laughs> night. <laughs> the first Canadian to win a national championship since our buddy uh, Peter Diakowski did it with LSU in 2003. I mean, was there ever a doubt on that game? <laughs> so Mechie and Diakowski both. The last two Canadians both did it with the coward Nick Saban as their head coach. <laughs> Wait, do you, is he a coward because he just st- sticks in college or what? Yeah. What What, what do you think of Jim Maha- Harbaugh then? He tried and he failed. Hmm. He's making like yeah, I the know. fact that he still has a job is <laughs> asinine. He likes makes more money now. <laughs> yeah, the fact he still has a job at Michigan is completely asinine. Like, you've never beaten Ohio State. Like, how are you not fired? Um, they actually, I think they were in discussions about re-upping him. Uh, but like, he tried to coach in the NFL. He made a Super Bowl, lost it, uh, and, you know, got the college offer. Uh, I think if a, if a pro team came, ask, like, came knocking, I think he'd take it so that he had a chance to win football games. Right. Because he's set that program back so far now. As we talk about college football, uh, this kind of relates to it. The NFL informed clubs that the 2021 scouting combine is going to be changing formats. No Mm in-person workouts. They're going to have pro days on campus instead. The interviews, psychological testing, they're all virtual. Uh, Just completely different because of the world we live in right now. And Marshall Ferguson tweeted, uh, I guess it was Monday. Uh, said he spoke to a CFL source last week who confirmed the same fate is likely ahead of the CFL draft. Alternative plans include pushing the draft to May and combines to late April to be, uh, to be completed outdoors with the approval of public health units in warmer weather with vaccination progressing. 
As we talk vaccine, I don't like to inject news into the podcast, but Canada is getting none from Pfizer next week. And uh, I do feel like the CFL put all their eggs into the vaccine basket. It's looking increasingly mm-hmm. like there's not going to be enough of it to go around to have preseason games in May and games starting in June. It's just a reality. What I'm looking at is something like the Calgary Stampede. Once that gets canceled, and and I know there's a lot that goes into Which the it's Stampede going to again this year. When I like with there's a lot that goes into a Stampede. It's not like just your normal fare because there's the rodeo, everything that goes into it. If that gets canceled, there can't be <laughs> football games happening at McMahon Stadium, and that goes for every city, right? One hundred percent. So, and and I think we're probably going to be hearing about events like that because so much planning goes into it. Probably yeah. sooner rather than later. Um, what our summers are going to be looking like again, uh, if it's going to be the same as 2020, I really do have hope that we will see ball at least in the fall, though. Um, with our vaccinate our vaccination rate what it is right now I have zero faith even if vaccines do pick up I, I don't know if we see a gray cup the same it's always been and I don't know if that's fair Not to Hamilton year. and I know life isn't fair <laughs> but yeah nobody said life was fair <laughs> I mean there's people that live in Hamilton life isn't fair <laughs> they haven't won it since 99 hosted it since 96 and for them to get a half-ass Grey Cup, I don't know. I I, I wonder if we're gonna I, get an announcement on that. We're probably not going to hear anything until May. We're probably not going to be hearing anything yeah. on CFL football until the eve of when the season or training camp was supposed to start. That's mm-hmm. uh, just the way things have gone, uh, and there's really been no reason to think otherwise. No, I, I will be surprised if we have a season at all. I mean, the NHL is running into issues. We saw the NFL have their issues, and I never thought the NFL would be the league to, you know, be the first to change how they do stuff. Like yeah. when it comes to the draft, like you said, with the combine and all that stuff, I never thought they would be our moral compass, but here we are. Um, I just don't see it until next summer, like summer of 2022, if every, if every, everything falls into place. We continue to live in uncertain times, my friend. Uh, We're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Want to give a shout out to the Tight Ends Podcast with Vanda. Her episode last week uh, had her husband on, wrapping up the super wild card uh, weekend in the NFL. And I'm sure she'll be talking more NFL all all playoffs long. She says she doesn't know much about football, but she knows a tight end when she sees one. Sounds like my mother. (laughs) Check out the Tight Ends Podcast and all the other great shows a part of the Alberta Podcast Network at albertapodcastnetwork.com Take care of yourself. I'm Travis Curra. He's Brazilian Thai, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.